0: It was the night before Christmas, and all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse.
1: Weighing in at 300 pounds of pure jelly gift given bullshit, St. Nick is here to tackle crinkly, crunchy, gum covered Krampus. Santa versus Krampus. It's Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Krampus is about to unwrap some whoop ass. My reindeer are running, motherfucker. this is the shallow cinema holiday special spectacular. I couldn't come up with more words to show the title
0: extravaganza, stocking stuffer, stocking stuffer. h Greg.
1: Are they still around? No, they're gone. <laughs> all right, then we can use it all that we want.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I'll throw in a whole like here's the ad. Panasonic Blu-ray, ninety nine dollars. H H H H H H H H
1: Greg. We're going to celebrate the holidays. It's, yeah, if hopefully. hope you've been listening, you already know kind of how we feel about Christmas, but... Hopefully all your holidays are jolly. Holidays are still a special time, even if you don't care for Christmas too much, even if you're a Grinch, if you're a Scrooge, if you're a Blackjack Bower. That's me, by the way.
0: <laughs> and I am Nemo. This time I'm pretty cold. But we're going to kind of get into what we like, what we don't like about holiday movies and some other stuff there. But um, yeah, no matter what background you come from, there's always something going on in December that surely you may like, even if you hate everything. Hey, maybe there's a cool sale or something.
1: <laughs> hey, if you're, if you're a kid, you got snow days, possibly.
0: And if you're a gamer, then those video game awards,
1: that, yeah, you know that's, that's your
0: should... holiday gift. Anyway, I hope Jeff Keighley has a good holiday. He um, know, know. seems
1: like a perfectly nice guy.
0: Let's talk about some of these Christmas things. What makes... Holiday things.
1: Ah, fuck it. It's Christmas. Come on. No, but no. All-inclusive holidays.
0: Is, is that a George Carlin joke? No. Fuck you, motherfucker. It's Christmas.
1: What does... And this is a question to the audience, too. You know, hey, hit us up wherever we are. I don't read your comments, but like I'll comment on them. An <laughs> email will read them and then I'll, I'll mock them. But what makes a holiday movie for you? What's the criteria that it has to hit? Or also, what do you enjoy watching in the holiday season because as we'll get into with my top five i think there's also though there's movies that every family or person watches during the holidays that maybe has nothing to do with christmas but to you it feels like a christmas movie
0: i would almost say like as far as the spirit goes it's almost more the tradition than the movie because you could watch anything and if you do it every christmas with your family especially as a kid, maybe they'll make it a Christmas movie to you. Like one that's not on any of my list, but I do kind of associate with Christmas is school of rock because I got that as a VHS tape as a kid around Christmas. So that always Christmas gift. Probably. It was like one of those ones that you get like from an extended family member that can't be in town for actual Christmas. So they just give something to you early.
1: The kids like this Jack Black.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, it did. And I love that movie, and so I kind of associate that with mostly, like, winter. Not specifically Christmas, but it's, like, one of those ones, like, it doesn't really have anything to do with any of that. Getting cold outside, the
1: leaves are falling, you're like, what? We'll put on some school of rock. I get that.
0: I, I like... pledge allegiance
1: to the band. <laughs> I feel like Titanic is that for a lot of people.
0: Yeah, especially because... Um, I guess because it's cold and
1: people are freezing to well, death did, in the Didn't movie. it also come out in December? In or, theaters? Yes, yeah, so its original release was in the Christmassy time. For sure. <laughs> On that note, so was the girl with the dragon tattoo, and most people probably don't consider that a Christmas right. movie. But for, for me, I don't... In making this list, too, that we'll get to... like. Did you check it twice? I did, actually.
0: Cool. Just making sure.
1: And I had to edit and have to really think about it. But we'll get to that with the list part, but... I don't have a, a movie that speaks Christmas to me
0: that is that's sick. not a made to be a Christmas movie.
1: And I actually do even thinking of that like clearly as a child like yeah I watched R- Rudolph. Yeah, Rudolph Frosty. Frosty. But like even Frosty I don't think I actually even liked or cared about it it's just that I knew the song and like I recognized that the cartoon was the song because I don't think I care I didn't dislike the cartoon but also didn't care about it. It was just, as a child, like, it's Christmas time. Right. I know these are going to be on. Or fucking Peanuts Christmas or something.
0: I, I do like uh, Charlie Brown Christmas. That that one is, like, it's also, like, one that I don't really consider, like, a movie. Because it's, like, ten minutes. I know some people do, but I'm like, okay. Uh, some
1: people just don't know what to call something. So it's, Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a
0: special. I, I always find that one heartwarming, but also I think the dance that they do is really funny.
1: Well, the peanuts dance is always fun. It's always good, specifically Snoopy.
0: Yeah, and uh, and there's um, was it uh, is it a year without Santa Claus? That's also the stop motion animation one.
1: I don't probably. I have no idea. I don't know what you're talking it about.
0: He says, "I'm Mr. White Christmas. I'm high on crack."
1: Da-da-da. Does he really say I'm high on crack?
0: No, it's a it's a meme.
1: Oh. <laughs> it's like, oh, in that case, like I might be interested to watch this.
0: It's another one of those ones. that's like um, all so, stop motion. I think it's the same Rudolph company.
1: Okay, Rankin Bass.
0: Yeah, it's pretty old. Which, I mean. I didn't know that was Rankin Bass.
1: It's cool animation, but it's also kind of like the creepy animation.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, Heat Miser is actually kind of terrifying looking.
1: So I, I don't have. There's nothing for me that's like, oh, this is, you know, even childhood wise, like, oh, you know, up front, like, you mentioned a movie to me the other day that's going to be on one of your lists, I think. Oh, yeah. Uh, And it's just like, Man, it made me think. Like, man, I really, I, I don't think my family had, oh, uh, you know, we're gonna watch this, right, for the holidays, or like whatever was out. And that's kind of like
0: what mine did too. Like, I even like called my sister before this. Um, hey, do we have traditions? I literally that's what I asked her, and um, she got into an argument with me over Homer Bound Two. So that was cool. Um, I have no idea what even brought that one up, but uh. We're like, oh no, when like my cousins come over for Christmas or New Year's or any of that stuff with my family. We always played games. Um like we do literally like hide and seek or a board game or um play NES SNES sixty four.
1: Monopoly. Monopoly does feel very winter time to me. That's fair. Because that is about the only time my family would play that. And one time I got snowed in at a friend's house and his family was like, Well, I guess because we can play Monopoly. Right. Uh, ours was Risk. I mean, now I think I'd enjoy Risk, but that's interesting to hear, like, just a family, like, all right, family time, everybody. We're going to play six hour game of well, it's, Conquest.
0: It's mostly the adults and the kids just got to watch. But for the most part, we could get bored and go play Hide and Seek or something. <laughs> but yeah, we, uh, it's a song, but we never sat down and watched movies. Uh, We would watch the Charlie Brown special when it airs. But we did the same thing on Thanksgiving.
1: And I think, too, for me, is a. Uh, slightly older gentleman, uh I, I didn't grow up in an age i grew up in an age where like you had to catch it when stuff was being aired there was no right dvr there's no streaming i mean maybe your dad had a camcorder or a vcr and had recorded it the year before so you can watch it whenever but otherwise like you had to know hey, i
0: do think ours was a pirated vhs tape.
1: when is cbs gonna show rudolph and I feel like I remember that, like Rudolph and Frosty, they would be played the same. Like all that stuff would be played like the same night.
0: Yeah, it was always like back to so
1: back. Also, I don't even feel like I think Frosty's only like twenty minutes long.
0: Yeah, it's uh yeah, it is the longer one. Sometimes they play Frosty too. Oh, there's a sequel. Yeah, I don't remember a lot about it. It's like a two D animated one, and I think they have like a Richard Nixon parody in it.
1: Now, as you're younger, did did you grow up? Did you enjoy like say? Michael Keaton's Jack Frost? Yes, I did. You can't, obviously you can't see it, but he definitely laughed to himself before he answered that question. Almost mildly of a shame. It's like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I've but, never seen it, but I've heard also that it's equally terrifying if you actually look at, like, the puppet of the snowman and, <laughs> and the scene of him, like, melting and being, like, drug on, like, a sled. And it's like, are you just dragging his body and, like, <laughs> is that is that snowman viscera on the ground
0: god uh like it's yeah when i think about like christmas stuff though it's always like i hardly ever actually think to watch a movie it's always uh, music or oh, video games I Christmas, I will... and, and yeah it's normally the songs that are for me
1: which... i do actually because i will defend the movie thing later on but like christmas music I do actually hate. Um not classics like Jingle Bells is fine, and uh, I can't even. There's some stuff, the stuff that sounds like dark and dramatic. That's Christmas oh, yeah, music. Yeah. I do dig, which again, my list will make sense with all that. But like the Mariah carries of it all, and
0: yeah, uh, modern, uh, yeah, modern Christmas music. Paniconics. I don't like. It's like the uh, God. I wish you hadn't mentioned that. Now I'm gonna have this stupid like. <laughs> 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 That's
1: definitely what people want to listen to.
0: Them. Absolutely. um, But I always, when I think of Christmas music and the stuff that I like, I hardly ever think of like what you said, like Mariah Carey and all that. I always think of like 1930s and shit. Like, Tchaikovsky. <laughs> yeah, going back to like over the. Hills and through the woods to grandmother's house we go.
1: I think if grandmother got ran over by a reindeer.
0: Well, I only think about the movie if I think about that one.
1: I've never seen the movie. Uh, by the time I think they made that, I was already like, nah, "Man, I'm, I'm fine. I don't need to see this." Yeah. The song was funny
0: enough. That was the VHS tape they got endlessly streamed at Christmas time at in all schools.
1: Did what did you say? Your... VHS streamed. You did.
0: That kind of makes me want to hang myself.
1: Yeah, you know, it's your generation with mistletoe. I mean technically it's streamed It's streamed off of a magnetic tape <laughs> with fuzzy tracking onto a tube television in sub 480p definition.
0: Thank you professor science.
1: Uh what what do you have a criteria for a movie that's like oh, yeah it's a christmas movie. Uh
0: for me personally it's like if it's a movie about christmas then yeah. I don't know. It's such a hard question when I'm so like Cynical with Christmas movies, especially. If I if you say, "Oh, what's a Christmas movie?" Rudolph is normally the first thing that comes to mind, and then if the first live action is always Elf.
1: So I didn't see Elf until twenty eighteen. Wow. Uh, I had nothing against it, but again, when it came out, I wasn't. I'm not still not a big Will Ferrell fan. He's not unfunny. It's just like didn't crack me the fuck up. Uh and yeah like a family movie like what that was wasn't gonna just appeal like i'm going to go to the theater to see this family film by myself or with my friends
0: i i don't think i saw it in theaters or anything like that it definitely was on it might have been on tape i don't know
1: and then yeah watching it with a a girl i was dating at the time because she's like you you," had your same reaction like you haven't seen elf right no i haven't seen elf (laughs) it's like oh my god you got to obviously as i watched it and when it was over she's like so what'd you think Kind of stayed this girl, so I'm like, it was that was a really funny movie. That was a good movie. You said what do uh, I look like? Yukon Cornelius. My honest opinion of it is like, it's fine, like, because <laughs> I'm not, I'm not gonna shit on your parade. I see where people would like it, and if you saw it at a certain point and it hit you away, like you're gonna love that movie. It didn't hit me in that way. It was like, right. Yeah, it's funny. Will Ferrell's a giant elf. <laughs> cool. <laughs> He's eating a plate full of diabetes. That's, this is this is good stuff.
0: You know, the movie's Tarzan.
1: <laughs> did you see Brendan Fraser's Tarzan? I did. And, and I mean, also, no, that's no.
0: George of the Jungle. No, excuse me. It's Tarzan.
1: <laughs> it's George of the Jungle.
0: Put some respect on his name.
1: So for me, a Christmas movie just has to... The, the season has to be in it. Like when you watch a movie or a TV show and a reviewer's like, the city was like the, another character of the, of the piece. I think... Christmas holiday needs to be a relevant aspect to the plot.
0: uh, Yeah, absolutely.
1: Now, I think a lot of people would also think that, like, it needs to have Christmas themes in it. It needs to have a uplifting message. It's got to be a family picture.
0: Okay. Uh, Well, I definitely don't agree with that because, I mean, like, look at horror movies like Black Christmas. Christmas is literally in the title.
1: And I think there's a lot of people who would say, like, well, it's not a Christmas movie.
0: I would disagree, uh, it's a movie about
1: Christmas, so I mean, I would too, <laughs> and you'll see with my list though definitely. yeah, yeah, but I, I do see their point of I get it when, when I watched a movie on my list with someone, and they adamantly were like, "This is not a Christmas movie at the end it, no it's true, and you can like you can shove Christmas into a lot of different things, and yeah there's there's two episodes of a TV show that I'm also going to point out on on my list that i w- I will try to watch those every Christmas, if basically if I'm dating somebody, sort right. of the Christmas spirit. Otherwise, if I'm a, if I'm single, I'm just like, fuck this. Exactly. Fuck your joy. But, yeah, I
0: don't, I don't want to. Like, yeah, was just,
1: but I agree. Like, I'm not gonna watch like stuff like that. Black Christmas, um, uh, the original. Oh, well, either both of them though. Technically, I
0: forgot that it got remade. Horribly. I think my dad had it on DVD.
1: But yes, that is. It is a Christmas movie because Christmas is not just even in the title. Like it is central to what is happening. Yeah. And it takes place at Christmas time. I think it actually takes place on Christmas Eve. If I'm remembering correctly. It may may not be Christmas. Eve.
0: It's been so long since I actually watched it. I don't even remember.
1: But as long as those things are there. And then if there's other little like references to Christmas. Then it counts. In my opinion. Which is weird because like. I don't feel like anyone debates, like, is this a Halloween movie? Right. Is, is this a Valentine? I don't even know if there are Valentine's Day movies, but...
0: Valentine's Day?
1: <laughs> no other, like, season or... I was trying to think on the way over here, too, is, like, when Blockbuster existed, did they have a holiday movie section?
0: God, I don't, I don't think so. I don't
1: think they did. I think they're just like, I know it's a comedy or it's family. I know... Like holiday stuff would just go in the family Yeah, section. like our when, kids. um,
0: at least the one in our town... When a holiday was happening, they would make a section very specifically, like, just grab all the holiday movies and put them there, like, kind of at the front doors. So it's like, oh, shit, you see Rudolph? Rent that shit.
1: Now, When they, if for them doing that, if they still existed, do you think their employees there had debates on, that's not a Christmas movie, don't put that on that shelf.
0: I would say that they probably got just a straight-up list from, from corporate. corporate. Yep. You will put these up front. I, I say so, especially because, like, hey, there's a new title out. Put 30 of those fucking copies at the top.
1: <laughs> so uh, it, it is interesting what constitutes a Christmas movie. And there are good ones. Like, like we're going to get into, like, I don't care for Christmas movies because usually they're super saccharine. They're overly earnest and, and usually very formulaic as well. Just like, obviously, this is what's going to happen. Like a standard rom-com where, you know, right. the beginning of the third act, like, oh, they're going to have an argument that splits them apart. But, like, don't worry. In 28 minutes, they will s- resolve this problem.
0: Oh, and also something with a lot of these, if Santa Claus is not directly involved with the plot, it always feels like a major character reveal if you see him, like, at the end. Or, like, an old man winks or something.
1: <laughs> he was standing the whole time. It's like, what? I think there's a, there's a, a movie with Tim Allen about Christmas. It's not Santa Claus. (laughs) I'm purposely I I linger there for a second. It's Christmas with the Cranks starring Tim Allen and Jamie Lee Curtis. And it's a terrible movie all around. But I believe early on, Tim Allen gets like soaked.
0: Yes, he does. Having
1: to get something for Jamie Lee Curtis from the store. He gets an
0: umbrella from an old man. He gets an umbrella from an old man. No, he says, fuck your umbrella.
1: (laughs) He He definitely doesn't say, fuck your umbrella. Maybe he does. I don't know. I've never actually seen it. (laughs) Uh, and I don't believe that old man shows back up at all through the movie until the very end, where then he rides off, I believe, silhouetted in the, sl-
0: the No, sl- he, the he shows up one more time and he takes the umbrella Uh,
1: and basically the I want to say the ending shot of I the think. movie is a moonlit silhouette of he was Santa and he rides off in the sleigh with the reindeer.
0: Oh, it's not a moonlit he straight up hits the fucking camera
1: and it's, again, someone who hasn't watched it, but just hearing <laughs> it having had it described to me it was like Everything else in this movie, as dumb as it sounded, seemed thoroughly rooted in reality. And then you're just going to throw out, like, Santa Claus is real. And uh, yeah, he gave him an umbrella. He sure did. That didn't solve anything. I don't think it even plays a pivotal part of the plot. And you look at the list I'm going to go over to, you think I'd almost like Christmas with the Cranks, where it is a almost, it seems like the couple's like, fuck Christmas. Like, we're just going to do our own thing. You can't make us do whatever. Yeah. And uh... I think he steps on a cat or he freezes a cat. What, I, I uh, get that movie fuck, confused what? with Matthew Broder. contained a Vito had a movie. What's the dude's name though? Hang Deck on. Deck the halls. Uh, That's what
0: that. What's was. the fucking the crystal head vodka guy? A like Ghostbuster.
1: Oh, uh, it's C- Crystal Skull vodka. What did I say? I think Crystal Head vodka. I don't uh, know. Uh, it's Dan Aykroyd. I thought it was Crystal Head vodka. I think it's because he's like skull? Crystal Head vodka because it's in a skull.
0: Yeah, well, Dan Aykroyd's in that fucking movie.
1: Christmas with the Cranks. Yeah. Is he like is he either? He's, he's like a the, he's the he's or the he's a neighbor.
0: No, he's the elite of the HOA. So, come is on, he, Crank. He put up your his, Santa. Put gets, it for frosty.
1: He gets his hands caught in Jimmy Lee Curtis's window.
0: Oh, I wish he got ripped off. That'd be good. That'd be very
1: different <laughs> Um
0: I don't want to talk about Christmas with the Cranks anymore. Let's get off this.
1: Did I jump ahead to a list of stuff that you hate?
0: Yes. Uh so elf. Is definitely the one that I'm like. Christmas time, I'll watch Elf. I I, I like it. Um, Are we jumping into? Is this on your
1: your top five?
0: This is not on my top five, but it's just one that for me this is the season type of movie.
1: And I'll state like I don't hate Elf, but you're never ever going to hear me go like you know what?
0: Well, I mean, just watch Elf. Your favorite director directed it.
1: David Fincher did not direct Elf. <laughs> it's John Favreau. Do you like John Favreau? <laughs> And it's a fine movie. <laughs> like if you were like, even though I don't hate the movie, you're gonna make me watch tonight necessarily. We'll see because it's been a long time since I watched it. But like if you were like, we're gonna watch Elf. Like, okay, all right. But again, I will never ever recommend it. Same as like, I don't hate camping, but I'm never gonna say let's go camping.
0: Right. <laughs> uh, do you have um like I have two movies that I very much associate with Christmas. Elf is the first one, and the other one is Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone.
1: I feel like Harry Potter is. All, I was going to mention that, but I think just fall, fall, and winter, people seem to it's, associate. And I guess for sure, know, most of the movies theatrically released, they do. And, and um, but so this for one the in last particular, ones, they were summer releases weren't they? Yes,
0: they were. Um, but this one in particular has like a pretty big Christmas scene because it's the first Wait, one. Which
1: one? Which Harry? The Potter first is. one.
0: Oh. Uh, philo- or, uh, sorcerer, sorcerer stone, stone or Philosopher's stone because you're American, so you if call it sorcerer's stone. You know, our friends over in the pond, It's sorcerer's stone. Philosopher's a hard word for
1: Americans to say, I guess. I don't why, why, why is it called two different things?
0: Uh, is it a religious thing? I, I, yeah, I think so. I looked into it, and like, philosopher was like evil, yeah, but also like, sorcerer is too. Like, I'd say
1: sorcerer is more evil than philosopher. It,
0: I, I don't know. It's uh, there's some really weird shit around that, and I don't even care. It was such a weird time, <laughs> and it's funny to think that there just is two versions of the title.
1: And since every Harry Potter movie is generally a year of school. Yes. Is there a Christmas bit in every Harry Potter? Movie? Um, uh, which I should state, I've seen one, two, and three.
0: There's a pretty big. Ones. There's uh, the the biggest one, in my opinion, is the first one. There's a pretty good one in the third one, and the fourth one probably has the most emotional one.
1: Is that the one where Robert Pattinson dies?
0: Yes, and I think there, like, it had like there's another scene in part six that has some stuff with like the Christmas times. Yeah, there is, and uh, but part six I think has more um, Valentine's Day stuff in that one.
1: Young kids in love.
0: Yeah, but uh, this is the first one because you know you get Harry. He's you know an abused child. He's never actually had Christmas. In the book, there was a pretty big deal about that, and. Uh, yeah, he opens presents and he actually has presents for him, and which he's like surprised for. And it's like it's not as heartwarming. Hmm. It it gets me. It's like you know, it's a fucking, he's the kid that got forgot. <laughs> and also, that movie was directed by Chris Columbus,
1: who will come up later. Sure will. More than once. Probably sure will. So clearly, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. I I know it probably sounds awful. All of this to just make me sound like the biggest Grinch with the heart so fucking small. But like, my heart is so big. You guys have so much love. but no I don't I really I mean if you say Christmas if I'm gonna think of a movie I mean yeah I will think of Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, Frosty the Snowman, begrudgingly the Santa Claus Uh, but as far as like something that's endearing to me or that to me if I watch it makes me feel Christmassy no like like I said in the last episode that our Second to last episode depends on when this comes out, which ones you heard, but the Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special may very well become like a staple for music. Maybe every Christmas I will watch this, and it will make me be like, you know what, Christmas isn't so bad.
0: Though there, I do have another choice on here that I picked for that, like a movie that's like, I, I wouldn't really go out of my way to watch it, but it's just one that does make me feel good. And it is um, the remake of Miracle on 34th Street.
1: So I was going to do a joke (laughs) that I thought of on the way over here, starting off my list and just only naming literal old classics. Right, right. Well, my number one movie is It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, just go through Followed by Miracle on 34th Street. (laughs) A White Christmas with Bing Crosby. I can't think of any other old Christmas movies. (laughs) Uh, I've never seen a Miracle on 34th Street. Though I am very familiar with the remake starring right. Mara Wilson, who was also Matilda,
0: and also in Richard the... Attenborough.
1: Yes, oh, I was going to go off on Mar- on Miss Wilson's career, but yeah, <laughs> Richard Attenborough. I think I wanted to see that like when because came- I was a kid when that came out when that remake came out.
0: Well, the director who made it is uh, uh, Les Mayfield, who, I who made Encino Man and Flubber, which uh, are also two movies I enjoy.
1: Interestingly, those are also two movies I've never seen.
0: You've never seen Encino Man. That's actually, I knew that's that surprising. was the one you're
1: going to pick up on too, because everyone is everyone is like, you've never seen Encino Man.
0: That one just seems very surprising to me.
1: Uh, you know, again, like in my age when those came out, like I kind of didn't get to dictate necessarily what I would see.
0: Oh, I'll fully admit I only watched Encino Man because of a GIF that was popular on the internet.
1: And. And then when I could pick like what I wanted from the video store and as Polly Shore was a big thing, I kind of discovered like, I didn't find Polly Shore funny.
0: I watched it for Brendan Fraser and Sam from Lord of the Rings.
1: I, I don't even know if I really knew. I don't think I knew Brendan Fraser yet. Right. Uh, strangely, Poly Shore movie I have seen, Biodome, which for some reason I really liked. I don't
0: even know what that is. I mean, Polly Shore is going to come up again later.
1: See it a Christmas movie? No, but yes. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah, no, I've never seen Encino Man. So maybe we can throw down some list of, uh, catch-up movies or... Oh, no, definitely. Both
0: Flubber and Encino Man are on a list already.
1: <laughs> and Flubber came out, I think I was in sixth grade. And again, I would, I did, I do remember wanting to see it. It's
0: 1997 it was when that came out.
1: Yep, so I would have been in sixth grade going to seventh grade. Uh... Shit! I literally just dated myself. Um, I was one. Great, because <laughs> I did like Robin Williams, <laughs> Mrs. Doubtfire. Like I thought that was hilarious, even though now I'm sure, as I've rewatched it recently, it's like I don't think I got most of these jokes.
0: No, that movie uh-huh. fucking depresses me now.
1: Uh, and obviously, like, oh, it's green goo that bounce. We're not even talking about Christmas movies. Now. No. <laughs>
0: <matter>. <laughs> I think there might be a Christmas bit in that movie.
1: But I, I, but you know what, Flubber? Though, if someone were, if you were to tell me that, like, Flubber. Is a movie you watch around Christmas time like that makes sense? I, and right. Maybe my definition is I think Christmas movies to people are quote unquote Disney movies. I don't mean that they're made by Disney, but that Disney feeling.
0: I yeah, I can absolutely see that. Like
1: Disney, but fucking hallmark to make it the most obscene <laughs> way of describing a Christmas movie. <laughs> I think is what people when they say Christmas movie, what they want, what they think. <laughs> That's so violent. <laughs> I mean, it's Tinder but fucking (laughs) (laughs) Um, just stalking stuff.
0: A Muppets Christmas Carol is also one I'd loop in with that. It's just like, if it's on, I'm absolutely going to watch
1: it. So as I've heard over the last couple of years, that is for a lot of people what they consider to be the best uh, Muppets movie.
0: I can see why people would say that for sure.
1: And the best rendition of Christmas Carol.
0: Hard disagree on that. Although Michael Caine does kill it in that movie,
1: he does, and I also will disagree, and you'll see why shortly. But um, I rewatched that last I killed (laughs) Pyramid two Christmases ago, and I definitely have seen it. I know I saw it as a child, right? And that's my thing too. Is like I guess none of them resonated with me as a child because like I do not Uh, remember watching them as a child.
0: I do have an actual vivid memory of crying as a kid because of the movie because uh, when we were watching it um, I was really into it and the VCR ate the, the tape, tape and we had rented it so
1: I was like, no. There's something you have to worry about. Now, now you just have to worry about like, oh, god damn it, Netflix is buffering. Yeah. <laughs> Why the fuck isn't Spectrum working? And like on that rewatch um, like two years ago, so 2020 uh, it, it was fun. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it more than Elf. <laughs> I'm going to say that. Uh, th- that is completely understandable and I agree. But it would still be a I am probably never going to be like. Do you want to watch a Muppet Christmas Carol? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, my the girl I was dating at the time, she's like, we got to watch. She she had a, she had a list of like, we have to watch these movies, and I was like,
0: I think Thirty Four Street and Muppet Christmas is like the ones is like, if it happened to be on in a room, I would watch it. But and I'm not going to turn it off. But I might actually sit down like on the couch and accidentally watch the whole thing. It's like I think that's like the best way to describe it.
1: If if television was still a normal thing and it wasn't all streaming now, yeah, there could be a chance that if I came across Muppet Christmas Carol that I might end up watching the whole thing because I would be like, I love Gonzo is my favorite Muppet. And so having okay. him and Rizzo mm-hmm. kind of be our narrators and like taking us through stuff would be fun to me. And, and I would just be like, I'll just wait till the next Gonzo scene. By the end of it, like, oh shit, I'm at the end, I guess. So here we go. It's, I like it. it. I don't know.
0: It's a, well, you it's used just to a take furry...
1: offense that Gonzo was my favorite Muppet. I don't know. I don't like Gonzo. I, I it's, it stemmed from Muppet Babies. I liked him. Muppet Baby. make your dreams come true. Dream. Also, I mean, I'm not a furry, but like, I did have a crush on Miss Piggy. You get a crush on Gonzo. I think you're supposed <laughs> to have a crush on Miss Piggy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't, I didn't have a crush on Gonzo. And as a child, I always wondered, like, I get what everything else is, but like what is Gonzo? That
0: was the entire plot of
1: Muppets uh, in Space. I've never seen it. He's an <laughs> alien though, right? That's I don't is. even
0: remember. I didn't I don't think I retained anything. Blue dick
1: nosed freak. Um, <laughs> yeah. So like and I also enjoy him up at Christmas Carol. But again, like maybe now that'll be if someone says Christmas, we will like, Oh, I'm up at Christmas Carol.
0: Okay, tell me this. We've talked about, you know, movies that take place in Christmas or have Christmas themes that aren't as actually considered Christmas movies. I know that you've already mentioned it a few times with diehards. We can talk about that one later.
1: Well, I haven't mentioned that on air yet. Just to you. Well,
0: I do have a few breaking my rule again, but Jurassic world is literally a Christmas movie. They're on Christmas break. The two kids are
1: true. They are. So, I mean, I'm not good.
0: I wouldn't consider I've, that a Christmas movie whatsoever. So I've only seen
1: Jurassic world one and a half times. But I do remember, like, oh, it does open with snow, so, like, I, I'm not going to argue with you, like, what well, it does take place for Christmas, and, like, it makes sense, like, oh, they'd have to be on break to, like,
0: yep. go to this fucking island. Yeah, so that's what that was.
1: And it almost does have a trope of a Christmas movie where it's like, oh, your parents are getting divorced. Yep, it sure does. <laughs> and, and, oh, you should want to, like, try to save the marriage, except that, like, this is a pointless plot point that we will never, ever touch on again.
0: Ever just, again. Like, it's going to make the kid cry once.
1: We hired Judy Greer for some reason, and your parents are getting a divorce. It sucks. <laughs> uh, so, well, here's... Well, I'll, well, I'll make the argument, though. Of, well, yeah, it does take place during the Christmas season. Technically, it's relevant to the plot because the only reason they could be at Jurassic World is because of our Christmas break. Right. But at no other point is Christmas or anything Christmassy mentioned. At Nothing all. in Jurassic World is yeah, like you Christmas think you themed. think maybe it would be? Which honestly it should be because like you went to Disney World, or Disneyland in California. Is this a plot hole? During Christmas time, like I'm sure they are all done up in Christmas stuff. Yeah,
0: we should just all the Indominus Rex with the Was like it a a Santa, Santa
1: hat. They should have like for all the product placement that's in Jurassic World, like where <laughs> the movie calls it out, like look,
0: should there ha- should have
1: been a Hallmark Christmas hats on the dinosaurs. Right? The Indominus Rex presented also, by Hallmark. A Velociraptor Santa hat that is the Velociraptor eating your head. Maybe that's a bit too dark. To what happened at Jurassic Park. I'd buy that. I mean, I would too. <laughs> but I'm sure they would get sued.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, another one, a big one for me, is Edward Scissorhands. Ooh, yeah, because, I mean, that is... There, there's some pretty good, like, actual Christmas-themed scenery happening in that movie. For me, uh, then... Literally, the opening of the movie, the 21st Century Fox logo is in snow.
1: With that, then I would also throw in Batman Returns.
0: That's another one that I. Was, because it is taking would.
1: place over like it is literally Christmas in Gotham. That is the whole fucking point. I mean, you mean so the, the whole point? You <laughs> got to, a, That's the meaning of Christmas. <laughs> but I mean, no, I think even the opening scene of Penguin getting discarded. I think yeah. it's Christmas Eve mm-hmm. that the parents do that. Danny DeVito once again, and uh, Michael Keaton also. <laughs> talking to a friend last night while I was scrubbing through some of my my top five movies, stuff, some talking points. He was like, "Ah, the only movies you need to watch is Christmas trilogy." It's Lethal Weapon, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, and uh, fuck, what was the other Shane Black movie?
0: Iron Man 3, because it's also a Christmas movie.
1: It's not the one he mentioned. Long Kiss Goodnight. I don't okay. think he wrote Long Kiss Goodnight, so he was off on that. But uh, Long Kiss Goodnight is a that's a fun 90s action movie that also takes place during Christmas.
0: Oh, I've never heard of that one.
1: Ghostbusters 2. Yeah, awesome. yeah. it is Christmas time. People hate Ghostbusters 2 also. I like it. Me too. You know why? Because it was the first one I actually saw. I didn't see Ghostbusters one first. Also, like I cute. like
0: the song, "The Go Flip City," and it made me afraid of bathtubs. <laughs> so that's that's why you don't take baths.
1: Yeah, I, slime might come I was wondering. I was
0: wondering what that was In about. And the tub
1: might try to eat me. <laughs> and uh, another one. But also, Edward says her hands. I will adamantly say, like, yes, that is a Christmas movie. Yeah. Uh, Batman
0: Returns. But you could also see the argument that it could be a Halloween
1: movie. Well, so hmm. if you're going to do that, you got to bring us to the ultimate.
0: Not yet. You, have, not, you have to not, mention it. Not yet.
1: It's, it's going to be on this list.
0: <laughs> um, Bender's Big Score is also <laughs> in Christmas.
1: <laughs> That's a deep cut that I didn't... <laughs> I guess I didn't really go into animated stuff because I didn't have anything else.
0: You You don't know how much I think about Kwanzaa Bot.
1: I mean, I own Bender's Big Score <laughs> on DVD.
0: Uh, I love... Um, Futurama a lot and I always think about um, uh, just Santa Bot right I think that's it was just Santa Bot and then there was a third one it was um, I think it
1: may just be called Santa Claus it just happens to be a murderous robot
0: I think it was Santa Bot or no it's, uh, it's Robot Santa it's just Robot Santa but um, the other one is uh, uh, Hanukkah oh, the Hanukkah zombie that was, uh, that was the trio
1: maybe next year we can do a whole holiday Futurama breakdown
0: I'd love that I mean, completely. It's coming back, so it
1: would it would be even good for the SEO. Uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> that's a big one for me. Uh, I love that one. But also, it's like you could argue that Bender's big score isn't about Christmas, even though the beginning of the entire movie is about Christmas.
1: I forgot entirely that like Christmas played a role in it. They have a song. But now, that, like you mentioned, it's like, oh, that's right. Santa was definitely there.
0: Yeah, uh, Farnsworth literally says, like, you guys want to sing a Christmas song? He goes, I'd rather kill myself. And he's like, why not both and the
1: suicide booth? <laughs> I bet they, they would take that out. Good news, everyone. So <laughs> so yeah, that's for for me, that's what makes a Christmas movie. Is it's gotta it's gotta be there. But like I said, I would argue Jurassic World doesn't count. Right. Exactly. Even though, yes, it does take place over Christmas time.
0: I'd also say Iron Man 3 definitely does not count.
1: No, and uh, that for the shame blackness of it all. I think, is a joke where he's like, well, all my other stuff takes place huh. at Christmas, so I'm just going to say this is Christmas time.
0: I didn't realize until just now, but both those movies has Ty Simpkins in it. The kid. Yes, they do.
1: <laughs> Although, Iron Man 3 will be a little closer because, yes, there are scenes where, like, you can tell, like, oh, Christmas decorations are out.
0: Yeah, at least there's snow and the, uh, the crack whore from uh, Breaking Bad.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dads leave all the time. No reason to be a pussy about it. <laughs> it's all I remember from Iron Man 3. It's the only part that I thought was like...
0: <laughs> I don't remember
1: much. And I'm, I mean... <laughs> you all. know what we're going to talk about? Yeah, let's not talk It's not a it. Christmas movie. So let's get into... It's not a movie. Our, uh, our top five Christmas flicks. Uh, and or episodes of shows. Possibly.
0: Just right before we get into it, because I know you're going to talk about it, but I have to say my favorite version of Krampus is from American Dad. And he has two
1: kick-ass songs. I know that I've seen this episode the episode with Krampus, it's like, but I can't recall
0: it at all. Like a, it's like um he's like you, you get, get the rod. You
1: got the rod. She said the kid was mine, but it looked just, just like, like Dennis.
0: Back then
1: now when you edit this, are you are gonna keep in your singing? Are you oh, you're gonna the clips from the episode. I'll I'll overlay about?
0: it. I'll overlay it.
1: <laughs> I'll have to look the I want to find out what those episodes are. And is American Dad streaming anywhere? Uh Hulu. Oh, yeah, all right. Fair enough.
0: And, and uh, I think Futurama is as well.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know Futurama is on there.
0: But yeah, uh, so I don't need what, to do that. I
1: own Bender's Big Score.
0: So so we get um five choices for your top movies, yes? Yes, uh, you go first.
1: Well, I guess since Jerry spoiled one of them, we'll just start with that one.
0: No, do you have them in a ranking? Because I have them in a ranking.
1: I do not have them in a ranking because uh, I don't care about Christmas that <laughs> much. And, and also, it would be—I mean, if I could, I could rank them based on which one I like the most as a movie, or I could try to rank them. like, this is the most Christmas of them all. Okay. Okay. But like said, the the one I'm gonna mention last would be number the number one of this is my favorite of these movies. It is not the most Christmas movies. But to start with, since you've already told everybody what it is <laughs> uh, sorry. Is Krampus, the movie just called Krampus, directed by Michael Dougherty. It's very important for me to specify that because there are a ton of Krampus movies. Oh yeah, absolutely. Some of them Probably also just called the Krampus or whatever, that are all terrible.
0: And also some could literally just be like actual German movies.
1: <laughs> and or that. Uh but yeah, Krampus. I didn't get the years these came out, but I only have two modern movies anyway. That Krampus, was a uh,
0: legendary, yeah.
1: Yes, legendary with universal pictures. Yes. Not Warner Brothers. So I guess it was before the their deal started. I think so. Um but yeah, directed by Michael Dougherty, who had only done really one other movie, but it's Movie called Trick or Treat,
0: yeah, and that I love is, Trick or Treat,
1: uh, an anthology Halloween movie. So I kind of hope that Michael D'Anda just sticks with. I'm just going to make movies based on holidays and seasons. Uh, it was 2015. 2015, great, uh, starring Adam Scott and Toni Collette before her huge horror turn in Hereditary.
0: You know, um, someone else else brought that up to me, and I didn't even realize she was in the movie
1: in Krampus. Yeah, because in a way, you would think that's beneath her as the caliber of actress that she is. But I think it speaks yeah. to the fun of this story. Uh, also as David Keckner, which I know some people can take or leave him.
0: Um, I can't stand him, actually. But he
1: is more, sub- he's playing his basically Todd Packard character. He
0: actually ruins the movie for me.
1: But he is more subdued in this movie. That character is more subdued than he is in other stuff.
0: That's true, but I still...
1: I, I get it. <laughs> uh, and then Allison Tolman, who I know is in other things, but most notably from season one of Fargo. Uh, recently, I just discovered this while I was prepping for this episode. I guess Shout Factory released a 4K Blu-ray of Krampus that includes the naughty cut oh, that I didn't even know existed. I didn't.
0: I'm actually that's interested.
1: Some stuff that was cut out so that it could re- retain the PG-13 rating, which the movie was shot to be PG-13. They knew that going in. is the only reason Universal even picked it up. They're like, if you can do PG-13, we'll do this.
0: That's actually really interesting. I actually want to see that.
1: And the director's even stated he's fine with it being PG-13. I've only seen the movie once in theaters. So my guess was some of the stuff that he shot or did, the MPA was like, mm, we're going to give you an R. It's like, okay, well, we'll cut it down by this. That's actually fascinating. Um, I don't know how much longer it is, but yeah, now I'm going to like seek that out because I definitely do want to see that. But here's what I really want to say about this movie is that if you look at movies from the 80s, and I'm talking like kids movies. Right. Uh, or family movies. They are, there's a darkness to them. There's like some almost brutal stuff that you wouldn't get now. And some of the stuff is like rated PG. I mean, shit, Poltergeist is rated PG. and That's right. like, someone ripping their face off. There are movies that could introduce a kid like, hey, you might like horror movies. And here's something that's kind of scary, but like not brutal yet.
0: It's enough to give you that like the spookiness where you're like, Actually, really enjoyed that. i don't kind of. I mean, no looking into stuff,
1: Edward Hands and Batman Returns. Uh, yeah, Tim absolutely. Burton's '80s work is definitely like, uh, this is, is this for kids? Because like this is kind of dark. Uh, yeah, for sure. And Krampus has that. Like, it's like you can you like, you can watch this with your family if your family's cool. Right. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, it's not gory or graphic. There's really good sound design in it where when some kills or things are happening, like the sound design sounds like an R-rated horror movie. Uh,
0: the big selling point, which they did for this movie too, was using tons of practical effects.
1: Yeah, I think really the only, the majority of the CG is like the gingerbread men.
0: Which is unfortunate since it's, that's like literally the worst scene in the entire movie because it looks so bad.
1: And I kind of I, I enjoy it, the kind of campy kitschiness of those particular, just like really... Oh, you look like the gingerbread man from Shrek. Yeah. Like it was for the like, you know what? Just lean into that. Just do that.
0: I feel like that almost hurts the movie too. Uh, it's definitely something There's, I don't like about the movie.
1: The movie does have issues of it is trying to be too many things. Trying it, to be like
0: the, uh, the Jack in the box in the attic. I'm like
1: that to me, I that think was that is genuinely yeah, sure. terrifying.
0: I, I almost wonder if some of the stuff that got cut is from that.
1: And, uh, but yeah, this, you know, it's trying to be funny, it's trying to be dramatic, it's trying to be dark, it's trying to be uh, like,
0: yeah, I mean, the entire opening with, like, the kid lost in the snow is, like, genuinely terrifying.
1: Well, the real opening, actually, of slow motion Christmas music playing of just this crowd of people, is running over store clerks, it's black, I mean, black Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it kind of sums up what any other Christmas movie that want to make that point, that it would take 90 minutes to do it, this movie does it. In 90 seconds with its opening credits. And like, you had two seconds. Christmas like... is commercialism and we're all terrible. Which is really the point of the movie.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's why Krampus comes to
1: town. And uh, and the, he did make effort too, to make the entire first act of the movie just a straight Christmas movie.
0: Like, and that, that was good. Which is like the family's that was, dysfunctional. That was well done.
1: And, you know, Christmas story would be like the film is going to come together or whatever. It's like, what if the whole family is terrible it, to get all together and it just gets worse? Right. But by the end, you, it is a morality tale still, and they do, I mean, at the very end, as they're literally being murdered, like, I love you and I'm sorry that I'm a horrible person. Right. And then, I mean, this is a spoiler, but, like, it's almost a seven-year-old movie. I that's, what I, that's what I was trying to say the entire time. I like that it's also a dark, twisted ending of, like, basically what happens, the kid, get, the main kid gets angry at his family, kind of Home Alone-style wishes that they would just go away. Right. And that thusly summons Krampus. And Krampus, and this is des- described as the shadow of Saint Nick. Yeah. Which I love too, because he's not just a monster. He enjoys the cat and mouse game. Because if you watch it as a horror movie, you might be like, why doesn't he just go in there and kill him? It's because he wants to play with them. And
0: also, he also genuinely wants or genuinely kind of wants lessons, to teach them. Yeah. Uh,
1: uh, which is really, really cool. Um, and then, yeah, the ending, even as a kid rescinds his wish and he's like, I learned a lesson. And then Krampus just like, no fuck you you're good which throws him into hell and then the ending is you almost think it was a dream because everyone's back alive they're in the house it's christmas and the camera pulls out and then they're trapped inside the snow globe right of like is there hell to just perpetually live christmas stuck together in this and i guess there's apparently there's a comic book sequel to this oh i have no that idea explains the ending As the director at first wouldn't say like if it was a happy ending or a good ending like happy ending of they literally like learned they a lesson. Yeah. They are back alive, and the snow globe is just Krampus's way of being able to keep an eye on them. Or <laughs> are they trapped in this, and this is hell? I like but the pocket dimension. The comic book apparently explains, like, no, it's the happy ending. Like, right? They learned. I enjoyed Ooh. worthy. Nope, they're in hell. and This is what happened. But it is just a, for all its flaws, it's a fun movie. It's clever and creative, and Krampus looks fucking.
0: Yeah, uh, that was definitely my number one thing, especially even like doing like this weird mask deal. Like, yeah, the first time I
1: saw it, I didn't realize it was like you never see his face. What you see is something's face he's wearing over his as a mask, I guess, a human face.
0: I might need to rewatch this. Maybe I was really cynical at that time, like overly cynical for that movie,
1: (laughs) which is weird because it's a, it's almost a, it's a mean spirited movie, which is what people kind of don't like about it because it, right. It's mean spirited, but at the same time, it wants to be joyful.
0: I think almost for me, as like I didn't think it was violent enough, and that could be my own fault.
1: No, again, that's a lot of people. It also very angsty around that time, too. Is that it's it is trying to do too many different things, and it never really it doesn't go all the way with the gore. It doesn't go all the way with the kind of satire of Christmas. It just kind of sits in this little pocket, but I yeah, think it's I'm, a fun little pocket. I might rewatch that. So yeah, Krampus is my number I, five. My number five. Of, fuck, now I to number these. <laughs> uh,
0: my number five is really stupid, and I actually rewatched it before I did this because, God, I don't even know why, but I really like the movie Casper's Haunted Christmas.
1: So yeah, again, okay, this is the one you told me about the other day.
0: Yes, um, I had it on a VHS tape. I think they, there was a trailer for it on the VHS for. Uh, Prince of Egypt, maybe. Maybe
1: right, that would make sense.
0: And uh, yeah, it was uh from the two thousands. Uh, actually, it's two thousand one. And um, like.
1: And is this one? This is still live it's, action or it's is
0: CGI? And it was made by um, Owen Hurley, who made Beast Wars, <laughs> the show. And in fact, the opening of the movie has a recycled model from Transformers.
1: As I was going to say, if this was 2001, the animation would have to be at the level of
0: Oh, it's worse. awful. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and um, I did not understand it. I really liked Casper as a kid, so I think I just liked it because it was Casper and my VHS too. of Casper had broken. So I got Casper's on a Christmas to watch and uh, I rewatched and there's some really weird jokes, but one of them was a Polly Shore
1: joke. Did you end up begrudgingly like it just because you no longer had the Christina Ritchie Casper? You're like, well, i just got to like this then because what I got. I think so,
0: because I, I even rewatched it. It's like, I really like Jimmy Neutron a lot as a kid, too. They're very similar animation style. Jimmy and,
1: Neutron looks, I and mean, he's got the big head like, is Is Casper dead Jimmy Neutron?
0: Is, that, is this a game theory?
1: <laughs> yeah, this is, this is just a theory, just a <laughs> podcast theory. I'm yeah. sorry, no, no, just a shallow theory. That's awful. I know, I know, <laughs> and I came back for it. <laughs>
0: But yeah, um, there's a weird Polly Shore joke when I rewatched it. Um, it was just really it's just nothing, and the entire thing is is chaos. chaos. Um, the only thing I can think is there is a character named Snivel that was in another one of the Casper spinoff movies. He's like the the snitch ghost, and I think he may have been played by Polly Shore in one of the other live action ones. So he comes back, and it's a different voice actor. But the uh, the three ghosts prank him, and they're like, "Hey." there's a Poly Shore movie festival going on. And he's like, oh boy, I can't wait to watch it. And you're like, what a sucker. And they like start laughing and they do some shit. Sorry, I thought the
1: joke was just there's a Poly Shore film festival going <laughs> on.
0: That, that was the joke. <laughs> the joke was like, he's such a loser that he's going to go watch Polly Shore. So like, do these guys have a problem with
1: Poly Shore at the time? <laughs> maybe maybe Polly really burned the production crew. By
0: maybe he did. So, uh, that was like one of the things that stuck out to me when I rewatched it. But yeah, like... Oh, at some point it just turns into noise, and like the entire <laughs> ending is just like screaming. I
1: mean, there's that was, there's that was a lot of kids' movies, and, and yeah, or even now.
0: So just, I can't tell you why I like that movie, but I definitely put it number five since I literally watched it so many times that I feel like I have to.
1: Is it? I mean, so you do? You, you still own it?
0: Maybe. <laughs> it was free on YouTube. Oh,
1: fair enough. Is it something you feel like? In five years' time, you're like, you know what? I'm going to watch that again. I'm going to get stoned tonight and watch this.
0: Maybe. Maybe to fuck with people.
1: Or I'm super drunk. We'll put on put on, put on, put on Casper, whatever it was called.
0: Yeah, let's do that.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Weird. I do not want to do a commentary for Casper. No, I don't either. Haunted whatever this was. A ha- Haunted Christmas. Haunted Christmas. All right.
0: So that was my number five.
1: I feel like i got to renumber these a little bit. Krampus would definitely not be my number five. Okay. I just had to start with it. You didn't have to. So, I I guess uh, my real number five will be Bad Santa. And this is not the one with... Vince Vaughn? Yeah, Vince Vaughn. That's called Fred Claus. Thank you. I'm not ashamed that I know that. I guess it's just my movie knowledge that I'm able to pull that out never seen fred claus
0: i don't either but I always associate that name with that movie
1: but no bad santa is is yes the very r-rated very raunchy and that is billy bob thornton comedy with billy bob thornton okay uh and bernie Mac and john ritter's last had, film role, uh,
0: yeah it was bernie Mac. that's who uh, i was like god there was somebody else
1: and lauren graham who was famous for gilmore girls kind of surprised that she's in this not just because her image would have been gilmore girls but i almost feel like That was still on, I believe, at the time. I feel like the producers would be like, you're not doing this kind of, like, this is going to ruin your image. I feel like I may have watched this movie, but I kind of have no memory of it. Fair enough. (laughs) I mean, it's been a while since I'd watched it, but it's, uh, like, it's it's just a really funny movie. I mean, most of its humor is just, like, look at how obscene they're being. Not just with what they're saying, but, like, what they're doing. I mean, this is a Santa that specifically likes anal sex with big women. Uh, We have a scene of him Screwing a big woman in the dressing room at the mall.
0: The more I'm thinking about this, I think I just watched Fred Claus.
1: <laughs> Very different movies. <laughs> um, but he he's a thief. Uh, him and his partner. I want to say it's Tony Cox. Is the partner? Uh,
0: was there a joke in that movie where he like pisses himself?
1: Oh yeah, he definitely pisses himself. Uh, I think many my, other things. He's a
0: Might remember that from a trailer.
1: Uh, it's also directed by Terry Zwigoff. Whose most other work is um, Ghost World with uh, Scarlett Johansson and Thor Birch. Now this was his like nope. only, I would say, major studio movie. Got even it. though, interestingly enough, Universal passed on this because they thought it was too gross. So Dimension was like, "We'll put it out." Uh, okay. And also, there are three cuts of this movie. What? There's a theatrical cut, which is uh, ninety-two minutes. There's a batter santa cut which is 99 minutes that the studio did without the director was it intentions
0: is the last one called uncut
1: no the last one is just called the director's cut okay so he also did his own director's cut which is 88 minutes so it's very rare that you see a director's cut where he's like i'm going to make it shorter
0: i'm imagining you would find this on the shelf next to like american pie uh this is
1: way more like american pie is still like American Pie is very tame compared it, to those. It is, yeah. Uh, it just
0: feels like that type of, like, I don't know. It was a little
1: bit after the era of American Pie, but yes, it definitely would be in that kind of category. R-rated comedies, which we don't get a lot. of. Right. Them. And But it is a Christmas movie. He's a Santa. He dresses up as this mall Santa so he can rob the mall. Okay. Um, and he ends up staying with this kid who lives with his grandmother and is this fat, weird kid who doesn't have friends. and like, But still being a Christmas movie, right, eventually... Willie, who's Billy Bob's character, does kind of, eventually, in his own way, warm up to the kid and wants to like do something good. And uh, a couple, Willie, Billy Bob's character says, "You know, I think I've turned a corner." Yeah, you fucking petite now. No, I'm not talking about that. I beat the shit out of some kids today, but it's for a purpose. It made me feel good about myself. It was like I did something constructive with my life or something, I don't know. Like I accomplished something. You need many years of therapy. Many, many, many fucking years of therapy. There's your Christmas turn. And again, I love it because it is still giving you this warm, good <laughs> feeling of like, he did do something. He stood up for that, that weird kid. But we're going to deliver that message to you in in <laughs> the worst way, maybe possible. the worst possible way. <laughs> uh, and one other line that I just really enjoy is: "Security guard asks you are awful big. You wouldn't be trying to steal nothing, would you?' The only thing I got in here is something to cripple your sister with. That's nice talk. Yeah, up your ass. So yes, <laughs> well, it's raunchy comedy. Hopefully, I'm getting across like it's not American Pie raunchy. It's very much a." We're going to say the worst things that we could possibly say. And we put it to film and we put it in a Christmas movie.
0: It's like South Park.
1: Yeah, kind of. And where other movies would just literally take the joke as like, look, we're being obscene about Christmas. This is yeah, still genuinely like,
0: funny. Like if, if that was an Adam Sandler movie, it'd be instead of what you just said, it'd be like a like a jingle bells balls joke.
1: And he would do it in a dumb fucking voice. Yeah. It's a jingle balls. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, don't, I can't do Adam Sandler. <laughs> I'm not that. So that would be my number. That's your number five. My actual number five. My number four is Jack Frost. The horror movie with Shannon Elizabeth. No, Michael Keaton. Because the other one is also technically a Christmas it movie. It
0: is. I love that they. And are And I both do know other kids who actually did rent the wrong movie
1: because they're both titled exactly Jack Frost. So
0: it's that definitely is not just a joke on the internet. And it their covers,
1: happens. other than the horror one, it's clearly a scary. I looking like mean, a when snowman. you're getting
0: it from Blockbuster or VHS, at- it's a fucking blank tape.
1: Yeah, it's just like what what what's happened.
0: So people would literally swap the tapes just to be funny.
1: If I had worked at Blockbuster, I would.
0: absolutely. Um, I, but I did like the movie. Um, I remember my mom hated it. Um, she was like, "Why would you ever want to watch this? This is a filthy movie." I think she also did. Thought she Michael, watch the other one. <laughs> I no, I think she just thinks Michael Keaton was a gross guy.
1: That's. Uh, I mean, I guess okay. I don't know.
0: That was I don't know. My mom's weird, but. Um, It's actually really depressing and really fucking fucked up.
1: What I know of it, it's literally one a rock star dad or wanna be rock star dad who doesn't spend time with his family, (laughs) dies on the way to basically the gig that would have made him, and now gets to spend time with his dad. I think there's a line in the movie that some some other kid says, "Snow dad's better than no dad." Yeah. (laughs) And And again, this is a family funny picture, but if you look at it, it's like, oh my god, these children are.
0: Deep, I mean, he also gets to kind of watch his dad die again at the end. So it's like... And if
1: I believe correctly, too, the magic has never fully explained, like, how this happened or why. It
0: assumes that you've watched Frosty the Snowman. So it's to, like, oh, we don't got to explain that shit. To
1: presumably, Michael Keaton doesn't have to leave. He could stay as Snow Dad. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, nah, I'm going to go.
0: That's really funny, though. Like, that the fact that,
1: like... And also his wife. such a like, dark Doesn't movie. he? Because he, he takes the kid up to, like, some cabin or whatever. And doesn't have to call his mom to, like, come get him. Yeah. So she gets to hear his voice and, like, yeah, I'm alive again, but I'm about to leave and go back to, he- to heaven. Or hell, who knows? Peace. <laughs> so what was that, is this Again, is this something of you saw that just a formative years where it, it made that impact? Or like,
0: yeah. It's just, like, one of the ones, like, I don't know. It's just, like, that's... I really like this movie. It just is... I don't know. Do I think, I think about, the bizarrety of it is what makes me like it so much.
1: Because it is a mostly a puppet
0: yeah and I, I do love practical effects so seeing a weird ass puppet that looks terrifying is pretty cool
1: do you know why it looks the way it looks i'm gonna give you some trivia maybe you don't
0: know. i'd probably nope i don't absolutely do not
1: michael keaton was not the original actor to do that role i think i've heard that before it was supposed to be george clooney so the puppet was designed <laughs> oh yeah it was george clooney i've heard that and then it got swapped out for michael <laughs> keaton and they george. asked the companies like hey can you switch the puppet And they're like no we don't have you start filming <laughs> tomorrow. We can't change this. So, like now, if you watch it again, like look at the snowman, and you'll kind of see, like I, I'm, it I'm, like
0: I'm even Clooney. picturing it in my head, and it really does. Scrooged, that's pretty funny. I like that. That's number four.
1: All right, all right. So, okay, so number five for me was Bad Santa. I'm going to say Krampus is number three. So, okay. So my number four, uh, it's going to be Scrooged.
0: I have not seen this one. And I actually don't know anything
1: about it. I mean, it's it is a it's another retelling of a Christmas Carol. It's a modern for 1988 retelling of a Christmas Carol. Of a TV executive, okay, getting the Scrooge treatment. Basically, you know, gets visited by three ghosts. Uh, it's it's very much in the realm of kind of of the 80s, of like the Tim Burton stuff, and another movie that's going to pop up on my list here shortly, where it is dark humor, but it it does still follow the beats of. The Christmas Carol. Which
0: I mean there's there's like a ton of adaptations of that and And it like uh, just making it in a more unique way really can make it resonate more.
1: And while I cannot speak with certainty if I saw this before I ever saw him up at Christmas Carol, I feel like I did, or this definitely impacted me more as a child. It's, I remember the ghost of Christmas future in this movie who looks straight up like the Grim Reaper.
0: I think I may have seen something about that now. And
1: at one point Bill Murray like he thinks it's because they're also staging a, Christmas, a live presentation of A Christmas Carol at the studio. So he thinks it's the actor. And he opens the robe of Christmas Future. And it's just bones and a skeleton. And people trapped inside his ribcage. Okay. yelling and screaming to get out.
0: I've not seen that. That's actually kind of badass.
1: And so I remember being like terrified. Right. <laughs> of this. So it is, it's a comedy. But it, it does have that kind of like. It's almost a little bit. Because also if you think of A Christmas Carol like. This is kind of a horror story. Right. Being visited by ghosts and being shown some fucked up stuff.
0: Yeah, it's scary. It's meant to be scary. It's like, hey, straighten your life out or you're going to (laughs) suffer.
1: And this was directed by Richard Donner, who's probably most famous for directing Chris Reeve, Superman movie. Oh, okay. And part of Superman 2 and the Lethal Weapon movies. Uh, But he did have concerns with like doing a comedic take on A Christmas Carol. But he, he went ahead and went with it. Apparently, him and Bill Murray did not get along on set at all.
0: Isn't like Bill Murray like famously hard to work with
1: anyway? Somewhat, yeah, and you can kind of see it in this. And I mean, who knows what all the, the real backstory was? And I don't want to get into that part. This is more just like I I do enjoy right. this movie. Bill Murray is a little bit overacting in it. The cost could have been some of the direction he was yeah, given. Yeah, definitely could be. Uh, but this is also famously hated by Roger Ebert. And he stated it as the worst version of A Christmas Carol ever.
0: That's actually pretty amazing.
1: To where, for me, I would say this is my favorite version of A Christmas Carol. Because it is still, all the beats of that story are there. I mean, you even kind of have a Tiny Tim character. And I re-watched this last night. Okay. And I must be getting soft in my old age. Because the scene at the end with the Tiny Tim character almost got me to cry. <laughs> even though I knew it was coming, it was just like, that's the beauty of this movie, too. Is this is a dark, almost more mean spirit? Yeah, running theme of the stuff that I like. There you go. Mean spirited version of a Christmas carol. But then the resolve of him becoming a better person is even kind of bigger and more profound. Like it
0: feels meaningful.
1: It does. And like, and Bill Murray does really sell it at the end. Somewhat though, it also looks like the man went crazy. But yeah, again, yeah. Arguably, if you look at a Christmas carol, it'd be like, I think that Scrooge actually has lost his fucking mind.
0: Yeah, I mean, yay, yeah, yeah, kind of. It's good that you're not a terrible person anymore, but you're also, we're going to have to
1: fuck you up now.
0: There's that one version where, like, the woman is, like, what's going on? Like, she's actually, like, terrified by him acting, like, nice. And it's not, like, heartwarming at all. She's, like, terrified of him. Forgot what version that was, but I remember seeing that clip.
1: I can't remember, but I believe in the actual tale, or at least the Muppet one, is the woman that Scrooge loved... Is she dead, or she just married someone else and left?
0: I always assumed she was dead, but now I don't know.
1: So whatever. In this one, the love story is a little bit more amped up, and like, and that also does kind of work. And although you're kind of like, why would this woman ever? Why would she come back to this dude? Right. Yeah. (laughs) You watch them do terrible things, but there's also there's some really good humor, and there's also from an '80s period too, where the humor—if they did this now, certain little gags they would like have, they would focus on with the camera, they'd zoom into it, or. This is just like nope. If you're paying attention, you'll notice like the little stuff that's happening in the background or just quick little asides that yeah. they don't draw attention to. It's just humor is here, right? If you're paying attention, and so I really appreciate you know that's something I appreciate. So if you haven't seen Scrooge, I do recommend it. If uh, if you have Paramount Plus, it's streaming there apparently.
0: Great. The first version that I ever saw of A Christmas Carol
1: was The Flintstones. I imagine probably every single cartoon, yeah, or maybe even that was a movie. That was a special. I almost wonder. I wonder how many sitcoms have taken a stab at. Yeah, for sure, a rendition of Christmas Carol. Fine. Christmas. I take it Fred Fred is Scrooge.
0: I, I think if I remember correctly, it's actually they're performing a play of the actual story, and stuff is going on in the behind the scenes while they're trying to do the play.
1: Okay, I, I almost. I mean, partially almost sounds like Scrooge a little bit.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it could be a parody of Scrooge. Now that I'm thinking about it,
1: or vice versa, depending on when that Flintstones one was made.
0: I think it was like that would have been like in the
1: 90s. Oh, then yeah, it might. It might have been like, hey, what if we just do the Scrooge thing but for kids?
0: Yeah, it it really could be, but um, yeah, I I kind of feel like I need to watch the movie now. I, I don't like Bill Murray that much, so a lot of times if it has him in it, I'm like. Especially when I was younger, I was like, eh, I'm not going to watch it.
1: I mean, if you hate Bill Murray, then you're not going to enjoy this. If, if Bill Murray's just like, I don't care for I him. I don't know.
0: Skeleton Grim Reaper with people screaming. That sounds pretty cool. It might be worth watching just for that.
1: And also, eventually, the Grim the Grim Reaper's face is a TV. It's, all, it's very cool stuff. I, that's I, my favorite part. And that's, I dig that. Now, like, it, it made such an impact that when I saw other versions of A Christmas Carol, it's that's still what I saw as yeah. the Ghost of Christmas Future is like, no, it's Grim Reaper with the TV face.
0: That that sounds pretty cool. I hope it's as cool in my head as it is in the actual movie.
1: <laughs> I hope so too now. You, yeah. Let's also keep in mind it was made in 1988.
0: That's fine. Um, So my number three, I actually don't want to talk about it that much because it's still pretty new, but it's an animated movie on Netflix called Klaus. And um, it's Santa Claus's voice by J.K. Simmons. Um, The animation style is... Fantastic. Do
1: you didn't want to go with the Kurt Russell Christmas movie?
0: No. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot he actually is. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. On Netflix. Uh, but no, that one is actually really good, and I recommend it to anyone. Um, it's just such a unique animation style. It's like God make more stuff like this.
1: Is there something you could compare the animation to? Like, I mean, is it kind of a, a kind of, like, Spider
0: Verse? Uh, it's it's like. You can tell it's 3D assets, but they are animated as 2D assets. Little Nightmares is something I could compare it to, the video game, or Ori and the Blind Forest.
1: Okay. Is it fluid animation, or are they moving It's kind fluid. Of it it looks like great. Like a storybook. Okay. Yeah.
0: It looks, and um, the, it's the sound design, everything about it. It's just such a unique movie.
1: When did it come out?
0: 2019. Netflix so, original? Uh, I believe so, because uh, I looked at the director, and I don't recognize any of his other work. It was actually, uh, it was co-directed by two people. One of them was one of the lead dudes on um Treasure Planet.
1: Treasure Planet. That's also that's one of the last Disney normal yeah. animated movies. That yeah, it Atlantis? was very
0: yeah, and they um Treasure Planet in particular was very uniquely animated. I don't really like that movie that much. I should revisit it, but I know recently it's taken up a huge boom and people may like, oh, this is actually an amazing movie.
1: I like both it and that Atlantis movie.
0: Yeah, which I loved Atlantis, but that's that's my number three. I just leave it at that.
1: Just definitely watch that one. Klaus on Netflix Klaus Klaus I want to see next week when I open up Netflix like, "Oh, weird. Klaus is like number 8 yeah, on trending." It's trending. <laughs> From all 10 of the people that listen to us. <laughs> uh, okay, so that was your number 3. Yes. All right. Okay, okay. So again, my number <laughs> my number 5 was Bad Santa. My number 4 was Scrooge. So my number 3 was Krampus. Yes. Uh so then my number 2 is going to be Gremlins, okay, uh, which is straight up a Christmas movie.
0: Yeah, and uh, that's one that I consider putting on my list, but I actually don't like Gremlins that much. I lo- I, I think get out. I, Wait, I, no, you live here? <laughs> I like the movie a, a lot, but I'm not like obsessed with it the way people kind of tend to be over Gremlins.
1: I'm not obsessed. I enjoy with it. it. So like, I'm not gonna be able to, like drop some mad quotes from the movie, right? It, but and, and obviously, if you're looking at three, four, and five on my list. Now you can tell, like, oh, he likes stuff that's yeah. alternative to Christmas movies.
0: I, I have nothing against the movie. I do enjoy the movie.
1: And Gremlins is also, again, in that 80s era where it, it is a, it's a kid's movie. I mean, it's a family movie. It's a kid's movie. But, like, if you watch it, you're like, whoa, this is.
0: I mean, it's also like the Goonies just quickly became an instant classic.
1: Well, I was also going to say, like, this is just, Gremlins is dark. Um, I mean, Which, it's not So it's was not the really Goonies. Like... Dark, but it's, I mean, it's violent. It's kind of a horror. It's actually, on I mean, YouTube, it's listed as horror. I mean, people die. Right. And it. so when we said he would get brought up, this is written by Chris Columbus. Yes, it was. Uh, his original draft of it was actually more violent. And uh, Steven Spielberg produced this. And it's directed by Joe Dante, who you may not know, but he directed Small Soldiers. One of Nemo's favorites that we mentioned Almost every episode. And so somehow I've worked that in here. I love Small soldiers. Um Joe Dante is a really, really cool director. And uh but yeah, the original script had like the mother getting beheaded by the Gremlins and the head yeah. falling down the stairs. Also a scene where the Gremlins invade a McDonald's and eat yeah, the yeah. customers. And so obviously a commentary on them eating the burgers. I like that. That stuff obviously got cut. They didn't even film that. But even for what's in there, like like the Gremlins have some pretty violent deaths. Like specifically um, the mother attack scene. She microwaves one and it explodes, oh. which they had to film twice because the first time they're like, that's too gory. <laughs> that's, that's pretty cool though. And also one gets put in a blender and blended. Uh, and Spielberg is who we have to thank for yeah. our lead cute uh, actual mogwai of Gizmo. Because originally Gizmo and Stripe, Stripe being the lead bad gremlin, were originally the same character and Spielberg's like, we need to have one that's good, that the so audience can. So, what you're
0: behind. telling me is he started Baby Yoda.
1: That's the other thing I was gonna say. So, first of all, Gizmo was the inspiration for the '90s toy Furbies. Yes, But uh, I had a lot of, and I I put it together as I was doing this list. It's like I think Grogu is clearly based on like, I mean, he's obviously based yep. on Yoda, but
0: oh, uh, actually, it's funny you bring that up. Um, I went to Spirit Halloween, and they had a um. A Mogwai costume and a little kid started jumping up and down and pointing and said, Dad, baby Yoda. And I saw the dad's like soul leave his body.
1: I think if the internet existed when Gremlins came out, the fervor that baby Yoda ha- Grogu has, <laughs> Gizmo would have warranted the same thing. And I mean, I, I wanted, I think probably any kid who saw this, like, I wanted a Mogwai. I mean, really, I wanted Gizmo, but like, I just wanted a Mogwai.
0: I mean, I, got, I think even like The Simpsons had an, an immediate parody of it.
1: Yeah, it was probably one of the first trios of Horrors, I think. Yeah. And, again, I mean, you have your three rules. Don't expose them to direct sunlight. Don't feed them after midnight. Which, the I lead love... actor of the movie pointed out, that but, rule doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make it's any sense. It's after midnight somewhere all the time. And also, like, then what time do you start being able to feed them? To which Joe Dante actually addresses in the sequel, which I'll, t- I'll give you a little bit of trivia on that. But, uh, but
0: I do enjoy the sequel more than the first one, just because I love how insane it is.
1: Then you're going to love the trivia. Cool. Uh, and then the other one is Don't Get Them Wet. Yes. Which obviously, Brick's Rule, he feeds it after midnight, causes uh, Gizmo to birth the Gremlins, thus the horror begins. It's out there, out of his back, right? Yes. It shoots out of his back. And again, it's kind of a horrific scene yeah, that the, you yeah. wouldn't see today in, in a kid's movie. And Gremlins and Spielberg's Temple of Doom are the two, two of the movies, Jaws being one of the other ones, also Spielberg. Yes. That actually inspired the creation of the PG-13 rating. Because Gremlins is PG, and they kept it there.
0: It really should be. But the MPA was just
1: like, <laughs> there needs to be something between PG and R, because these movies are diff. like, this is, this is adult stuff, but it's not quite an R rating, so we got to make something else. So even back then, PG-13 meant something. Doesn't really mean much now. Uh,
0: this is like just like a memory. I don't know if like this is just such a big thing, like just that really resonated with kids for some reason. But the idea of being alone in a toy store always seems so amazing. So the entire scene, like Gizmos driving the little toy car is like the
1: finale. Yeah.
0: It's like that if something about that is always like so like mesmerizing as a kid.
1: Where again, I kind of think Gremlins is, is kind of what I was talking about with Krampus, of like this is a gateway. It's not really a horror... I don't really think it's a horror movie, but it is kind of like... Did you like some it's of like, it's this? It's like a gateway to monsters. Like some of this gross stuff? Well, when you get a little bit older, we got some grosser stuff that we can show you. Uh, IMDB did have a listing for Gremlins 3 in 2023. I don't know if that's real.
0: I feel like it's that's a joke that got too far or something.
1: But I do know, like, clearly Gremlins is definitely... A third one has been talked about numerous times.
0: Just like Ghostbusters.
1: But the interesting fact... So Gremlins, the original... Uh, Where did I have it? It cost eleven million dollars to make. It made one hundred and forty-eight million dollars in nineteen eighty-two. Doesn't that seem so low now? Right. (laughs) That's like the catering budget for you know the new Star Wars movie. Yeah. So obviously that's a huge hit, though, right? Yeah, absolutely. So the studio wanted a sequel. They tried so many different ways, and they could never get a script that worked. And honestly, even Joe Dante, the director, has stated like, "I have no idea why this worked."
0: Yeah. It's like another, a lot of other movies that we've talked about. It's just like, it just, for some reason, resonated really well.
1: So since the studio couldn't come up with anything, but they're like, this is a huge hit. Like, we, we need to do more of this. It just went to Joe Dante and was like, will you do a sequel? And he wasn't really interested in it. But they're like, you can do whatever you want. He's like, oh, I can do whatever I want. I did hear that. Which is, as you mentioned, Gremlins 2 is fucking nuts. And there's so much product placement. It's making fun of Warner Brothers. Everything. Leonard Maltin, who gave the first Gremlins a bad review, is in Gremlins 2, getting killed yeah, by yeah, the Gremlins. Yeah, they,
0: it literally rips out of like the like the background or something. Or was that in the foreground and he like rips out and like grabs him.
1: Yeah. And I think there's even a, a bit where it kind of almost goes meta where the Gremlins like acknowledge like this is a movie and we're yes, taking over the yes. movie. And it's also, you get weird mutations of the gremlins too. Um, the flying one. That's the, the, the flying
0: one. one is the one that sticks out the most to me because it's literally just a dude running from a nothing there. But it looks like no
1: one told the crowd what, to what the, was happening. happening. So they don't react. To, yeah. I love that. And what it is, is Joe Dante didn't give a shit. He's like, I'm just going to do. It. Basically, as you and I have talked about off air, like shit like Freddy got fingered or malignant. Where they're yeah. like, Hey, they, uh, they gave me money and let me do this. And Gremlins 2 ad- addresses the, this rule of don't feed him after midnight. It doesn't make any sense. So it's, it's maybe one of the first actual meta movies where it's just like, fuck it. I'm just, I'm just going to go I like gonzo that. with this.
0: I like that a lot.
1: So I don't know if one's coming in 2023. It could also just be an HBO Max thing or who knows exactly what. But no matter what, a third Gremlins or a reboot of Gremlins will for sure happen. The issue is, here's the thing. Gremlins after birth. There needs to be no CGI. It needs to all be puppets. Really shitty puppets. That's a puppets. really good title. I like that after birth. Thank you. They should just lean in, like, don't even make this a family movie. Just go rate it R. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, because the, the puppets is what made, part of what makes it work. That's I, I just would, like, It's there. It's something yeah. there. The actors are acting against something.
0: And also, their flaws, you can see. like, like
1: funny. The black sock of the puppeteer in Gremlins too, right. you can see it in puppet. Oh, rods.
0: there's multiple things in Gremlins too where they're just like, I, I don't give a shit. One okay. of them's just like hanging and it's like not even moving. I assume
1: Joe Dante was like, don't worry about it. We're yeah. all getting paid.
0: Who fucking cares? Yeah. Well, I, to bring back up the Muppets, like Kermit the Frog isn't funny. He's also looking one of the
1: worst fucking puppets. Like he's it's the most basic It's nothing.
0: But the moment he starts wiggling his arms around, it makes me crack a big grin. And it's like, I feel like it's the same thing with the gremlins. It's like, it just fucking shake it around. I'm like, that's eh, pretty funny.
1: So no matter what they do, as long as they stick to, we didn't CGI any of the gremlins or our gizmo.
0: Yeah, I, or, I don't care. Uh, do as long as you, you do want.
1: that, then do anything. Your... John Dante's still alive, so I'd also argue like, let them come just do this. Right. And just go fuck one. Even say, like, don't even worry about it, writing, dude.
0: Just yeah. go nuts. You know how people always just like sigh if like a character starts like talking like, about like Instagram in a movie or something. People are just like, oh god. Oh my bullshit. god,
1: Gremlins attacking going through social media. That would see, be see, there's it, so much fun it, stuff it, you can it do. Works.
0: With this. It's like you wouldn't even be like, Oh god, I don't want to see this. I mean it's just like oh, that would be genuinely really funny. I, I wanna see specifically, you know, you know, make Gremlin's afterbirth a Christmas movie. But it all it takes place over social media, and you get like an OnlyFans thing. It'd be really fun. You would
1: absolutely have a gremlin who starts an OnlyFans. And you get a snap of a You'd have a cutaway to some some kink freak who's like, yeah. I'm into this. Like, I, love, I love goblins.
0: goblins. And, uh, <laughs> Touch your goblin toes. <laughs> and uh, you'd have the, like, it'd be like, it'd be a shot where it's like an actual, like, a dude gobl- or a gremlin. And he's like, <laughs> and then like painting his toenails.
1: You say that as a joke, but I, I can see it working, and I'd, I want to see that.
0: And it'd be like, uh, they'd be using Snapchat with a face filter on, they'd be like, oh, I'm so pretty, or something like that, and just, like, it's, like, the worst, like, filter ever.
1: If the poster on IMDb is to be believed, which, again, I <laughs> don't know, but it is, Gremlins is green and the three is red, so clearly, if, if it's real, they are leading into the Christmas part of it again. Good.
0: Which Bring it's, it like, back
1: like, And I mean, we're having a weird horror resurgence within Christmas. Like, a movie I think both you and I are interested in seeing Violent Night.
0: Yeah, with um, Hellboy himself.
1: Somehow, some production company got away with ripping off the Grinch, making yeah. the mean one. So, like, can yeah, definitely do this Gremlins. So, yeah, that's my number two is Gremlins. My number two is Home Alone.
0: <laughs> Christopher Columbus. And by
1: Christopher Columbus. <laughs>
0: um, Yeah, it's just, that's like the... That's like a perfect Christmas movie for me, which uh, you've also said off air that you could argue it doesn't need Christmas, which is fine, but I think it makes it more special.
1: The argument is only for what my number one is. But yeah.
0: <laughs> but, um, I also just like seeing um, uh, Marv get destroyed. It's also another movie, like one that you mentioned earlier that I don't want to talk about, where the entire movie is normal, but then there's just one really paranormal thing that happens of getting and, shocked and in turns skeleton,
1: into a skeleton or becomes a cartoon.
0: Also, I think it's amazing how the tone of the movie or just tones of movies in general can have the same shot with horrible, like alternate reactions. That's him stepping on the nail. You think about like a quiet place where everybody's like, oh, my fucking God. But Versus in this one, you're just like, like ah! "Yeah, fucking <laughs> slap my knee. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love Home Alone. I'd love
1: to see an actual Home Alone 3. I know there's a Home Alone 3. Yeah, yeah. But an actual Home Alone 3 with Macaulay Culkin back now.
0: And Joe Pesci's ghost. Is
1: Joe Pesci dead? I have no idea. I don't think he's dead. <laughs> 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 but growing up Macaulay Culkin, and I don't care what the premise, how you set it up, it's just like, just do it again. And this time, like, let's we'll just go all out. But also, Marv and... i uh, just going to call him Joe Pesci. Marv and Joe yeah. Pesci, they must be gods of some sort, right? Because <laughs> he like burns his hand, gets it on fire. Gets, I mean, Marv specifically kind of gets the worst. He gets the, I know they both get a paint can to the skull, dude. They both are like, but Marv gets the iron drop down the laundry chute to the face. Immediately he gets the
0: electrocution. Uh, he gets his feet hard, steps on nails, gets a tarantula on him,
1: and in the second one he gets a brick to the face,
0: dude. That that's still From a New York rooftop, like still one of my favorite shots. In a movie,
1: and you know now, like they wouldn't do that now because like, oh, kids will get the wrong lesson. I never saw that. I was like, I'm gonna go throw a brick on
0: time someone go to go throw a brick face. at someone. But yeah, no, Home Alone is a it's a fun movie. Yeah, it's like yeah, I I love the movie. It's just everything
1: about it. But it is also an inher- even the normal part, the beginning, as you're talking about the tone. Even that though is like it's such a movie because this could never happen. The series right. of events that has to occur for them to leave their child at home. And also, it kind of works for my movies because, like, if you think about it, that family is terrible. Oh, yeah. Everybody. I mean, even Kevin. Everybody in that. Hey, look, we mentioned Kevin. (laughs) There you go. Everybody in that movie is awful. Yeah. Awful to each other. And even rewatching, it kind of bothers me. It's like, if Kevin's not going to speak up, hey, you two parents, did you not notice that, like, Buzz started this? Like, why are you attacking Kevin?
0: Right. Yeah. It's literally your fault. Like, uh, yeah, it's, I don't know. Like, it's thinking of, like, also, like, what in the world that dad must do for a job.
1: To afford to
0: fly the entire
1: extended family. Twice!
0: With this he massive Because of the house. next year! It's, uh, I don't know, I just think it's really an amazing movie. And I don't, it's, like, one of those ones, like Gremlins and Goonies, it's just, like, can never happen again. You can't, you can't do that again.
1: I mean, they did. It's got Home Alone 2. Which I really enjoyed as a child. I, re- I liked Home Alone 2 more than Home Alone.
0: I can, I can definitely see that.
1: I think it's also because I was able to get it on VHS, so I just yeah. had it. Yeah. So I could watch it more. Same as Ghostbusters too. Right. So that was your number two. You know? Yeah. So what is your number one? Oh, yeah. No, I fucked up. Definitely have six. Um, <laughs> I may have checked this twice.
0: Lightning Realm. Do both of them right now. Just the at the same time.
1: Okay. So here's, uh, here's how I want to do it. So my number one of a Christmas movie that... Everyone's like, yeah, it's a Christmas movie. It's the most Christmas movie for me. Would be National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Okay. Also, though, I think kind of a boring choice because, of course,
0: it's also one I actually have not seen. I've only seen you haven't. I'm now going to pull the. You haven't seen Christmas Vacation. I've seen it in pieces, like just catching the end here, catching the beginning here, the middle.
1: You're not allowed to watch Elf again until you watch Christmas Vacation.
0: I agree with you. I've actually never watched
1: any of the National Lampoon movies. I mean, it's, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna rate you for that part. It's, strangely, I think actually Christmas Vacation is probably the one that most people like. Yeah, have seen probably the best National Lampoon stuff. Uh, but it is, I mean, it's a classic, and it's it's fun. It's probably the one of the best Chevy Chase.
0: Yeah, I I like I totally get it. Like I know why it's popular. I just for some reason I've R- always directed
1: by Christopher Columbus.
0: Was it? Yeah. Okay, oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> that's pretty funny. <laughs>
1: Um, so that'd be my most Christmas movie. But my actual number one for this list is Die Hard. Yep. And I'm not gonna belabor the point. I'm not gonna describe Die Hard. If you haven't seen it, you need to see it.
0: And also this argument has been made for the past few years.
1: It is also, it's one of just the best action movies. And it honestly still does genuinely hold up. Uh it absolutely does. Approaching almost 40 years later as just an action movie. Like, this is still really good. And it redefined. What the Matrix did in 1999 for I was redefining say, action it's, movies. It's very much like a Matrix diehard type of movie. Redefined action movies. And it was a weird gamble. Bruce Willis was who now you think of as an action star. He wasn't. This is what made him an action star.
0: Yeah, well, this is what made his like, kind of his breakout role, yeah. This is what
1: made him a film star. He hadn't been in movies. He was a TV star on Moonlighting. He was known for comedy. Okay. So the studio didn't want him because, like, no one's gonna buy this. And you have to think at that time for action heroes, you had. Jean-Claude Van Damme and right. Chuck Norris, like these big muscle, Arnold Schwarzenegger, like these big muscle guys. Bruce is not that.
0: Um, uh, what, had uh, Alan Rickman really done anything at the time yet? This is his film debut. Okay. He was known for theater. I was going to say, because I knew he was like a Shakespearean actor.
1: And this is also, I would say, maybe one of the most defining, literally I'm going to put him next to like Darth Vader levels of a movie villain.
0: It's enough that even if you haven't seen the movie, you still probably get a Die Hard reference.
1: Yeah, same way that I've never seen Godfather. My God! But I get every reference to Godfather. Oh my Godfather! But uh, oh my yes, this is a Christmas movie. If you disagree with it, that's fine. I'm not even one of those people that tells you you're wrong. That's fine. I get it. We described what some people see Christmas right. movies as, so like I get why you wouldn't think that. But the movie is chock full of references to Christmas. Literally takes place on Christmas Eve. The point of the plot can only occur on
0: Christmas Eve. Right. It, it literally is has to happen because of Christmas.
1: It's a Christmas party. In a building that will be empty because it's Christmas Eve, except for the high-level executives right. at the party. Literally has maybe one of the first memes in a movie where the first kill that John McClane does, that he then writes, "ho oh, ho, ho, I have a machine gun. Right. And sends it down to them. So why do you think like, maybe that is the first time a meme was done in a movie? Right. <laughs> Obviously, they didn't, the word didn't exist back then. But yes, there, this is Christmas. Even the score, if you listen to the score, it has... Actual Christmas instruments, yeah, jingle bells. Um, the certain Christmas themes are woven into the theme of the score. Doesn't it do like the dun, 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 dun. Yep. yeah, yeah? Um, and yeah, it d- takes place in L.A. And I mean, I'm going to spoil it. When Hans Gruber, when Alan Rickman's character dies, he gets thrown off the building. All these papers are floating around him. It's kind of like oh, it's like snow because L.A. wouldn't have snow. It's almost like an illusion to snow, right? Granted, that could be stretching on that one. I may not have been the case, but it's definitely happening. So, yes, I like it that. is a Christmas movie. Does it, have, does it deal with this holiday of Christmas? Does it have Christmassy feelings? No. So if you want to watch a Christmas <laughs> yeah. movie, then no, this isn't going to give you what you want. But if you want a movie that is a Christmas movie, <laughs> then yes, this is one. And it is my number one on this list.
0: That's good. It's a good choice. Can you guess what my number one is?
1: Nightmare Before Christmas? It
0: sure is. <laughs> yeah, I, I really... I'm
1: going to say, before you to say anything... It's not on my list because I, for me, that is more Halloween movie.
0: And I understand that.
1: But it is ab- absolutely a movie that straddles the two holidays.
0: Yes, and that's what I like because that's how I because feel. you like to straddle stuff. Yeah. Uh, Jack Skellington in particular. I mean, he's, he's
1: long and bony. What's this?
0: <laughs> but no, um, and also I do think it is bullshit, though, that Tim Burton gets all the credit for this because he made up the characters. He didn't even... He presented he, it. He, he literally does called He presents. It's so it's so bullshit, but um, Henry Selick really deserves that spotlight. I literally he have a Coraline had, Doris doll sitting
1: here. He just had a new movie come out on Netflix. Yeah,
0: I believe so. If it hasn't if it hasn't come out yet, it will be soon.
1: Do you you remember what the title is? No, so can, not
0: a Ralph the bad, but I can.
1: Well, whatever. Pause that real quick. Hey, let's go. Let's go the Blizzard Diablo route. You all have phones, don't you?
0: You have phones, don't you?
1: Look it up. Look up. Look, look up Selick, not Tom Selick.
0: Uh, it is Wendell and Wild, and it's out.
1: That is Netflix, yeah. Uh, yes. So okay, all right. So add to your Netflix queue. You got Klaus and you got Wendell and Wild. Well, Nemo's picks. I haven't watched that yet. <laughs> but no, uh, nope. If it sucks, write Nemo. Let him know.
0: <laughs> but, uh, no, uh, Coraline stuff, all that stuff, fantastic. That animation studio kills it every time. He also made Monkey Bone, and I love Monkey Bone. Anyway, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. I love all the characters. I love all the designs. Literally everything resonates. Um,
1: what's your favorite song?
0: Uh, The Oogie Boogie song. I do love Oogie Boogie. You're joking. You're joking. I can't believe my eyes. But yeah, I like that. This Is Halloween opening and all that stuff. The what's this part. I don't know. It's just the entire movie is just so fun, ridiculous. And also, I am the prime candidate for Hot Topic merchandise.
1: Yeah, of many things. I mean, Tim Burton probably is the foundation for Hot Topics creation. For sure. Uh, I recently saw Nightmare for Christmas at the drive-in. That's cool. And I hadn't seen it in, in many years. And it was really fun. It was a good time. But upon that rewatch with our current, more politically correct mindset of 2022, or 2020 at the time. Right. Uh, I was like, wow, Sally is not just abused by Dr. Brain comes out of his head, but yeah. like, Jack is also an yeah, asshole. He's kind of a dick. And you accept him at the end, but like, he didn't do anything. He didn't learn a lesson. No. He's just like, you know what? Now you're mine. That's the
0: beauty of this movie. It's just, it's like, it happens. It's just the movie. I, do... I feel for
1: Sally, and I yeah. want Sally to get her own movie. They kind of
0: redid her character with Corpse Bride. It's essentially the same character.
1: Is that Selleck as well?
0: I don't think. I think that's it's just th- Tim Burton. I think that one, well, yeah, it wasn't, I don't even. Yeah, I think that one actually was Tim Burton, but uh, You're right, it's a good movie.
1: It's terribly unfair how that much credit that. Tim Burton yeah. gets because, like, stop motion is the most laborious, yep. not just animation techniques, but filming techniques.
0: I also saw this movie at a very surprisingly young age, considering like a lot of the content that's in the movie.
1: I guess again, I mean, I saw it when I was a child. Yeah,
0: it was ninety uh, three is when it
1: came out. So yeah, I was I was, I was nine or ten. Ugh. Yeah, again, it was, it's still an era of like, and it's like I said, Tim Burton is like it, he was dark stuff, but it wasn't gory. It wasn't. Right. It wasn't adult. It was still. It was literally like, this is stuff he liked as a kid. It was gross. It was, like Beetlejuice. Not I'm not gonna take this on a tangent, but like Beetlejuice is super dark and fucked up. But that is it's a kid's movie. It is. So, so when you watch it, you are just like, whoa. Yes. Yeah. Not this is not for kids. Yep. Yeah. Nice <laughs> fucking model. So that was. My number one pick. So again, so we'll go over again. My number five was Bad Santa. Your number five was...
0: Oh, we're, oh, sorry. I thought you were going to do it. Casper's <laughs> uh, Haunted Christmas.
1: My number <laughs> four was Scrooged.
0: Scrooged. Jack Frost.
1: My number three was Krampus. Klaus. That's, that's cool. We lined up with Krampus and Klaus.
0: That's cool. Uh, yeah, that was
1: unintentional. Uh, my number two was Gremlins. And then mine was Home Alone. And we ended off with Die Hard and Nightmare Before Christmas with a special shout out to Christmas Vacation that Nemo can't speak to because apparently he's never seen this classic film. Yeah, I'm sorry. You want to talk about a quick five movies you hate of Christmas movies? Well, you talk about five movies you hate because generally speaking, as you can tell from my list, I'm not a super big fan of Christmas movies. Okay. But um, I will say this. I don't hate them. I just don't like how formulaic they are, which is why I like the ones that I liked.
0: Uh, lightning round for me then. It's just a really weird way this lines up as my most hated movies. There's a, there's a running theme between all of them. Is Fred Claus on here? No. Polar Express. Uh, Robert Zemeckis. Is it the uncanny valley of it all? I feel... Well, it also came out when I was a kid. And I feel like everyone, all the adults that I knew, insisted you like this movie. It was just like, it's Polar Express. Like, why don't you like this? Tom Hanks, he did a backflip in the movie. Hot Chocolate. Aerosmith's in the movie. Why don't you like this movie?
1: So I didn't see that movie until last Christmas. <laughs> but I have seen it now, so I can't speak to it. It's weird that Tom Hanks plays multiple characters. What the fuck is up with the ghost bum on top of the train? I, d-
0: I just, I really don't like this
1: movie. I don't like the hot chocolate song at all, and I love hot chocolate. It pisses me off. Uh, for everything, I mean, I get, I know this is Zamekis' era of like, I'm going to do all this weird 3D animation, which was cool stuff, technologically speaking. Eh. <laughs> Uh, I like Beowulf when I saw it, uh, but the hot chocolate specifically is an a- animation thing. It was like, looks like liquid poop. Yeah. It's so annoying. Like it literally looks like liquid diarrhea. Oh my God. It. It's hot darling. And then, and I, I've read, I know that I, I had the book of Polar Express. I know I had that as a child.
0: I didn't. Yeah. That was like after the movie for us when we were kids.
1: But, I and I know the movie clearly is stretching things and adding things because book ain't that
0: long oh that was another thing is a lot of people i knew especially parents insisted on putting the stupid bell in the christmas tree for their kids yeah yeah Uh,
1: but i I had issues like there's so many like weird things of like the whole thing with the ticket and like the boys like i gotta get this ticket to her kicked off the train and the ticket just makes its way like the the whole ticket debacle is like this is just 15 minutes of nothing yeah that you needed to get your movie to i assume a 90 minute runtime
0: fuck that movie i don't like it
1: polar express got it.
0: The Grinch. Number four. Which one? Uh, <laughs> the Ron Howard one with uh, Jim Explain. Carrey. Explain.
1: Everyone loves that movie.
0: I don't know what happened. Maybe my elementary school was just very poor. But the movie came out in 2000. I went to school in 2001. Every year until fourth grade, we got a copy of it on VHS as a Christmas gift from the school.
1: No, I don't think your school is poor because I wasn't ever given a VHS tape.
0: I think, I think something. I think they got donated or something. Like... There was a ridiculous school
1: rob knocked over a Best Buy truck. Maybe they did. So he's a um, Ron Howard Grinch.
0: I actually don't like Jim Carrey that much, and the movie just pisses me off.
1: I don't care for the film either, so I'll agree with you. I specifically, I liked the Grinch even as a kid. I guess because even as a kid, I was like, I like the villains. The villains are. I don't know why I always saw the Grinch yeah. as literally the villain of the Cat in the Hat, <laughs> even though I don't think Doctor Seuss had a universe, but it just seemed like yeah, Cat in the Hat's the good guy <laughs> and is the bad guy. I
0: like that. I want that. That's the next crossover movie.
1: but uh, in bring I mean, bring them both back. It, it, well look we have the grinch to also blame for the Mike Myers Cat in the Hat. Uh, and I knew, as I said, it' was like he's gonna sit there for two seconds and then go. I actually kind of with It's awful. find it to be a delightful film.: It's awful,
0: but it makes me crack a grin.
1: But honestly, I mean, can you ask is it any different? Than the Ron Howard Grinch, like they both have this very weird, clearly a set. I think it's more so the kind of uh, flat lighting. I think it's how
0: truly awful the Cat in the Hat is that makes it funnier to me because there's jokes that are being made. That they're meant to be funny in a different way. That's, Do you think it's halfway it's, through it's, making it's, Cat it's Cringe Hat, funny?
1: They realized this is not a good movie. We're just gonna lead into yeah. This is not well,
0: good. I mean, at some point, the Cat in the Hat literally just turns into Austin Powers. It just stops being a character.
1: But I'll stay on the Grinch so we can stay
0: yeah, on yeah.
1: track for the holiday part. I also don't like the Grinch suit on Jim Carrey. The makeup affects the work. I'll get, like, That's yeah, amazing that's that fine. you did that with his face. Just the way like his belly and lower half entirely. Yeah. And Jim Carrey is absolutely the right choice, I think, for if you're going to do live-action Grinch. I guess like get the actor who is yeah. literally a living cartoon.
0: I, that's completely fair.
1: But um, it is just it's overbearing. And it's like Polar Express also is like I don't think you stretched this out the right way.
0: I feel like I would actually like the movie if I just didn't receive it as a gift every year. It when was, I was painted a kid. for you. Yeah, A fucking bright green VHS case too.
1: All right, so so far on the fuck you Christmas list we have Polar Express and Ron Howard's The Grinch.
0: Next is Santa Claus Three: The Escape Clause.
1: So you're cool with Santa Claus One and Two.
0: No, <laughs> remember Two. One's okay.
1: Two's the one where he gets the wife. Where it's the, the other clause of like,
0: oh, you got to find a woman in eight years for some reason. Um, That was directed by Michael Lembeck. Okay. I don't know who that is.
1: Nobody does. He's the director of Santa Claus 3. <laughs> um, And maybe the director of the new Santa Claus movie that's on Disney Plus now. It's a show, my friend. It's a show? It's a show. I don't know if my voice conveyed the horror and disappointment, <laughs> so let me do that again. It's show?
0: <laughs> <laughs> that, that's acting. I can't even tell you why. I, I might be wrong, but I think the guy who plays Jack Frost is the guy who played Martin Floop. Martin Short? Oh, well, I, I might be wrong.
1: Is he Floop from Spy Kids? Well, I haven't seen Spy Kids, but I'm fairly certain that Martin Short is not in Spy Kids. Hmm.
0: I don't remember. Either way, he looks like Floop. But, um, yeah, I just hated that movie. I haven't watched it since I was a kid, but I hated it when I was a kid, so I'm going to stick by that. Number two it's A Christmas Carol. Huh? <gasps> 2009. That's
1: my Tim Allen impersonation.
0: <laughs> uh uh-huh uh 2009 Robert Zemeckis
1: oh with Jim Carrey <laughs>
0: yeah with Jim Carrey
1: uh you know I owned that movie for about 8 years I never ever watched it I owned it because someone gave it to me as a christmas gift I just I, because I had a 3D TV and they're like oh here yeah, I bought you a 3D movie and I was even like cool cuz this will be cool in 3D yep and even with that every christmas that I owned it i was still like I'm watch this I'm thing. just going to go watch Scrooge Yeah, honestly. (laughs) I guess I'm really with the Zemeca stuff. I really only saw Beowulf. So what's your issue with the Jim Carrey, Robert Zemeca Scrooge? Is it just the... We clearly don't care for the Uncanny Valley. It's just
0: just really ugly and also unneeded. I think like a few years earlier, another Christmas Carol movie, that big production just come out. So it's like, okay, let's do another one. But the same thing, same color tone, but now creepy animated.
1: At this point too, you'd already seen Polar Express. So did you have some...
0: This came out in 2009. Polar Express was like 2005 or something.
1: Right. So did, so, yeah. did you have like PTSD as you're watching this? Like, oh, no.
0: And I also watch Beowulf as well. It's Polar so. Express. Yeah. Oh, no. Actually, when I, I really wanted to see Beowulf and then when
1: I got it, I was like, fuck. I think of all three of those his experiments, I think Beowulf is- At least Beowulf is a little bit better. Is the best with that style. It still is a weird Uncanny Valley, but like-
0: I also watched Mars Needs Moms. I don't think that's him either. It is. That's no. what killed his studio.
1: No. Oh. Oh, okay, then.
0: Yep. Good.
1: Was that, that photorealistic?
0: Yes, it was, and it was awful.
1: That's a very odd choice, because everything else he did with the photorealism was like I'm taking a classic story and updating. The
0: it. people will look realistic, re- but then they have Martians.
1: Neat. All right.
0: The movie sucks.
1: All right. So that was number three.
0: Yes. Oh, uh, that was number two.
1: Oh wait.
0: Three was Santa Claus. Three.
1: Oh right right right. Ah, uh, it's nice they how you see? got the yeah. third
0: spot. My number one. Christmas with the fucking cranks.
1: That's why i was so angry when I brought it. I wish sometimes that we recorded the video of this, even though I don't want anyone <laughs> to see my face necessarily. But his face did drop into the most stone angry face when I was like, what's that Tim Allen movie Christmas with the Yep.
0: Joe Roth directed this. guess who wrote it?
1: Chris, Chris Goldblum. He sure did. <laughs> did he actually write like the whole screenplay or was it just like story by? I'm not sure.
0: I think it was credited to a couple people, but I think it was said story by him.
1: Well, I'd say after the first Harry Potter movie, Chris Columbus was kind of done.
0: I, I truly despise this movie, and Nikki from my game channel insists on watching it every year. The amount of times I've come home from work to hear crank, crank! makes me actually want to put a hole in
1: the wall. Would you rather watch Santa Claus 3 or Christmas with the Crank?
0: Santa Claus 3 all the way. At least the last time I watched that was I was a kid, so I might find something entertaining in it now.
1: So you don't know. You might actually enjoy the entire Santa Claus trilogy.
0: I doubt it. I really don't like Tim Allen.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fuck. Christmas with the Cranks. <laughs> it's particular... have, you,
1: have you seen Deck the Halls with Danny DeVito and Matthew Broderick?
0: At some point, but I don't remember much about it.
1: I don't think it's as terrible as Christmas with the Cranks, but it's definitely in that era. And as you mentioned Vince Vaughn, I think he's in another Christmas movie with Reese Witherspoon, where it's like they have to go to like four Christmas. I think it's called Four
0: Christmases. I'm pretty sure. You see a running uh, thing going on with some of these actors and
1: directors, huh? So I tell you what, if we get 12 emails (laughs) from this episode before before the year is over, because if you're listening to this in 2024, this doesn't count, I'm saying we will do a bad Christmas movie marathon discussion. That's fine. And he will have to watch Christmas with the Cranks. I mean, I have to do it too. So yeah, Santa Claus three, and whatever Christmas stuff Vince Vaughn. No, if,
0: we're, if we're gonna do Santa Claus, we'll, we'll do the whole thing. We'll do the whole universe.
1: I'm not watching a TV show Santa Claus. Wait, <laughs> mean, is Tim Allen in it? No. what's even the? It doesn't matter. Uh, he
0: might be. Who knows? They might kill him off at the beginning. I think it's a. And it's how Santa it works. Lass. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And they might like literally. I think it's a new Santa Claus. I didn't watch the full trailer because it was like. I don't give a shit.
1: You think about the first movie. At one point, I think at the end, Charlie, the kid, God, what do I know the child's name? What he says? I think I'm going to go into the family business. Joe, sure, that's a cute joke. And then you think about it like, wait, he's going to kill his dad. This is like this is like Simba saying, "I can't wait to be king," which is like that ah, sounds like a beautiful song. He's like I'm talking about can't wait for your dad to die. Right. Guess what? Scar's going to help you with that one.
0: That's what the that's what the new one needs to have is um just Scar from the Lion King. Killing uh, Tim Allen. Yeah, like that um that shitty Netflix zombie movie where the tiger like grabs the dude and Army thrashes of the dead. Yeah, thrashes around for like five minutes straight.
1: It's my favorite part of that movie. I don't want to see
0: that happen to um Tim Allen, but in real life.
1: All right, <laughs> zombie Scar <laughs> versus Tim Allen Santa Claus.
0: Uh, so okay, I'm not gonna disclose where we live, but Tim Allen did do a show in a place that we frequent here last like in October.
1: So now you're just giving internet sluice like, okay, I'm to look at the IP. <laughs> yeah. To figure out the uh, time.
0: I did consider going and heckling Tim Allen. I didn't, didn't want give to him, spend the money. I didn't give him money.
1: I wonder if his stand-up is good.
0: No, it's all like alt-right shit now, so who
1: gives a fuck? Oh, great. Well, this has been... A very cold dive into some Christmas movies. Yes, very frosty. Where, where, where are those people that like to do that? The polar bears or whatever? The Polar Express! No. But I have been your yeah. hot chocolate host. blackjack Bauer. but only makes sense if you know what i look like
0: and i am your whitest snow host nemo
1: it also only makes sense if you know what he looks like but do hit us up on all our socials and emails remember 12 emails before the year is over about
0: this episode like the 12 days of christmas and we will subject
1: ourselves to pure christmas trash yeah yuletide trash that's the name of it that's what we'll call it but on that note, we'll see you next episode. I was going to say next year, but like, we're not done yet. Oh, yeah, we got one more, don't we? Yeah, we got we got the only movie coming out for the rest of the year.
0: You're right. Shit. All right, yeah. Um, join us for the next one. And then see you next year. But have a happy holidays, a happy Kwanzaa, happy Hanukkah. Is there any more that I'm missing? I'm
1: just going to go ahead and save you. We're, we're going to stop. Right. <laughs> what? What? Oh, my
0: God. What a- <laughs>